Flushing animals, what do you want to know? What do you want to hear if you call me up at 555-2160 and say you want to hear anything but the Reynolds? I'm going to come looking for you. I mean it, because it's Reynolds Day. They're going to be here tomorrow talking about their trousers. It's a big, big day here in Flushing. Let's give them a big round of applause. I know I can't hear you, but I know I can pick up what you're saying, baby. The scene is here in Flushing. The whole world's eyes are on Flushing because the Prefab Four are coming to town tomorrow to talk about their trousers. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Better Each Day podcast radio show with Bruce Hilliard. Today and every day, reaching out for innovative ideas in every way. Yeah, Today's show is yeah. brought to you by your future. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. Ooh, make a better stay now, baby. Just a few little strips of clouds in the sky there. A little temperature change, 75. And welcome to a very special Better Each Day show with the one and only drummer of one of the original British Invasion bands, a pioneer blues rock band that gave us Eric Clapton, Jeff Beck, and Jimmy Page. Couldn't they get anybody good? And Jimmy Page just prior to forming Led Zeppelin. Well, we're talking about a rock and roll Hall of Fame band that was formed by today's guest, the drummer of the Yardbirds and author Jim McCarty. The Yardbirds were part of a mid-60s playlist that, I don't know about you, but it takes me back to the YMCA camp AM clock radio that woke us up with satisfaction. California girls with the Beach Boys. One of my favorites, Baby Love by the Supremes. rowdy band from England that stuck out cool, the Yardbirds. If she had me back again 
says to you She don't love me Just give her my message Tell her of my fee And I go Well, if she had me back again Well, I would never make her sad I got a honor of speaking with drummer Jim McCarty just recently. I recorded a very laid-back conversation with Jim one rainy Monday morning. I like to keep up with technology as much as I can, but for some reason, I, <laughs> I like the old stuff better. Yeah, so do I. I, I have a terrible, terrible problems with, with technology. The entire world turned upside down, as you will know, as far as the record industry and everything. I, I feel sorry for people that uh, are trying to make a living at it nowadays. It's tough. I know. I don't think, um, I think it's pretty difficult to make a living now. We're just downloading income, isn't it? So it's nice everybody gets free music, but uh, I remember going out and buying your record. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Calling my friends up and saying, yeah, I've got the new one. And everybody comes over and you listen to it. And that was a lot of fun. Unfortunately, there are still people that buy the uh by the vinyl, so it's quite good. Yeah, I, I hope there's a, a format in the future that has something that involves a you know a, a twofold with artwork and all the stuff that we used to do. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they they still do it, but it's a very small market compared to what it was, you know. Shoot you right down and knock you off of your feet and take you home with me. I'll put you in my house. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love to see you strap when you're walking to me. Talking to me that knocks me out. Now let's go. You have a book out now. I got a couple of books, but the um, the book I got now is called She Walks in Beauty, and it's basically sort of started from from uh, last year when when my my wife passed. Oh. Uh, cancer and um i i decided i, I wanted to find out where she'd gone <laughs> wow. so um, so I, I i made a journey and i and i uh, got in touch with various mediums and um i, I did an actual course with it with a medium and uh, i i managed to actually make contact with my wife and it was quite interesting um, so um, wow. it, it was suggested that I, that I did a book about it. And so um, I did another book called Nobody Told Me, which was an autobiography with um, a, a rock writer called Dave Thompson. 
who's done a lot of rock books. And uh, so I, I got Dave to, to collaborate with me again. And uh, I was quite surprised, you know, because uh, Dave Dave's a rock writer. <laughs> I didn't think he'd be that interested in oh. In a paranormal book. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I feel like I haven't done my homework because I haven't read either of these. I just uh, actually was informed that it was released, and here's an interview. Here he is. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, John, John Lappin will send you a book if if you want one. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so that you can have a look at it, um, and it's quite interesting because I go back. Um, you know, to, back to when I was younger and when I was in the band and, uh, you know, what my interests were then in, in the band. And I, I was very friendly with Keith Ralph, the singer, and we used to chat about all this stuff, you know, um, things like the paranormal and uh, uh, flying saucers. Yes. Sort of... How far back <laughs> does paranormal date in your life? Did you have experiences prior to... Your wife's situation, or uh, yes, I had a, I had a few, um, but nothing quite the same. Um, but I was always I was always very interested in it. In it, you know, um, we we were. I mean, we didn't. It wasn't like we took a lot of drugs or anything. We were quite sober. Yeah, yeah. We we just we loved talking about all that stuff to get away from the the stresses of touring. Oh yeah. Uh, and so you know we 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 went into it quite deeply and um but but now you know there was a bit of pressure pressure really from from wanting to find out so i really went for it and i i went on a journey and i decided to to write out you know write down what i've done and um i, I think it makes an interesting read
I will definitely check it out. This is a recorded uh, interview, so I can cut out anything I want, which I usually do because I usually say something really stupid. So when I go back to edit, <laughs> go back to edit, I go, God, I, I should call my my guest back up and tell him, No, that's not what I meant. That really. <laughs> <laughs> Would you? Don't you wish you could do that with your life? Probably not. It'd probably screw everything up. But yeah, if you could go back and retract a few things, you know, I don't even know. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think I could have, you know, done a lot of things better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what they are, but somebody told me, "Hey, if everyone was only known for the worst thing they ever did, we'd all be in trouble." <laughs> yes, I know. I know. But there we are. Um, I, I suppose it, it comes to a point where you don't regret anything, you know. I work out at a gym most every weekday morning, and I tell people who I'm talking to uh, on the podcast, and I say, it's Jim McCarty from the Yardbirds. And I get, the Yardbirds, yeah, yeah. And they keep coming back to, uh, wasn't that the first band that destroyed their instruments? And I, <laughs> I said, I, I'm not sure. So I said, I'll be sure to ask Jim. So I don't know. Where did you guys get that? No, no, that was the Who. The Who did it before the Yardbirds? No, no, no the Who did it. Uh, we, did, we didn't really destroy our, our instruments. Um, That's what they think over here when I talk to people. Everybody says the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, the thing is, we, we were in a, a movie called Blow Up by um, an Italian director called Antonioni. <laughs> and he... he he wanted Jeff Beck to smash his up, smash his guitar up. Oh, I think that he'd probably seen the Who do it, and and so he got Jeff to do. It. So we we probably got a name for smashing up the guitar as well. You know? uh, apparently so. I don't know. And Jeff Beck's the last guy you would think would break a guitar too. Well, I, <laughs> I don't know. I've, I've seen him. Uh, you know him better than I do. So. <laughs> Seen him smash up a guitar in, in his temper, yeah, and and quite an expensive one as well. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't do that. I could see breaking a drumstick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I I played Ringo's drums one time. Yeah, because we we did a show with the Beatles in in Paris actually, and we shared the we shared the back line, oh. and and of course we it, it was in the days where you didn't mic up the kit, so you know I had to play quite loudly, and I was bashing away, and suddenly I. I noticed I'd broken his snare drum. Oh. And I was very embarrassed. I thought, oh, my God, you know, I've broken Ringo's snare drum. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was Ringo's snare drum. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, uh, what did he say? 
Uh, well, he sort of waved his fist at me in a joke, you know, because his roadie immediately changed his skin. It wasn't a <laughs> real great problem, but it was it was a bit embarrassing for me. <laughs> well, when Novarinko broke it, he must have been playing loud too, huh? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I don't think he played quite as, you know, he hit them quite as hard as me because we were, we were a pretty loud band. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you saved him the trouble of having it happen in his set. You broke it for him. <laughs> well, that's Look, right. That's yeah. how I'm looking at it. That's how it'll go down in history. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, it was very. Um, it was an interesting experience doing the book because uh, I basically went right down. You can imagine, you know, I got to seventy-seven years old and I'd had a pretty good life, and, and I hadn't had, you know, really, I hadn't had much, many horrible things happen to me. And um, you know, my my wife suddenly dying of cancer was was pretty awful, you know. And um, I, I was really that was probably the worst moment in my whole life. So to to get out of that eventually, my journey upward out of there, uh, I wanted just to tell about it and and tell the story, and um, maybe it would help somebody else, you know, that uh, has the same experience. And it it was something to. Uh, to put down on paper, you know, to 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 write about. So I'm I'm quite proud of it, you know. I'm I'm quite pleased with it. Thank you so much for your time, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Nice day. Yeah. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye. So here I am, hearing it for like the first time in thirty, forty years, whatever. Have to get a calculator out. But anyway, my brother Gary sent me this audio file, a song called "Let's Go." I wrote it. He recorded it at Evergreen State College with a band that I had at the time called The One with uh, Dick Murchie and vocals and keyboards, Steve Bubnick on vocals and bass, and a guy named Mark Bertolio on drums. Very short-lived band. The name of the song, again, Let's Go. Sounds very 70s, synthesizer, uh, just everything about it is late 70s. Let's go. The city is lit up right. 
we could mash a night away in the park, in the dark, in the stark. My engine's wrapping up, and Bruce, New Jersey is a blasting away on that radio. Oh, oh, oh. It's a killer when you're all alone Cause I've been there before and I know what it's like But I got you tonight, so baby, let's go so Let's go, let's go, baby, let's go There's a fire burning hot tonight It's burning hotter than hell I know cause I've been there But I've got you tonight So baby let's go Let's go Let's go Baby let's go from the Brewster. Once upon a time you dressed so fine You threw the bums a dime in your prime Didn't you? People 
cause they'd be weird all you're bound to fall You thought that they were all just a Kidding you You used to laugh about Everybody that was Hanging out Now you don't talk so loud Now you don't seem so But happen to be scrounging for your next meal How does it feel? How does it feel? Without a home Like a complete unknown Like a rolling stone School's alright, Miss Lonely, but you know you only used to just get juiced in it. Nobody ever taught you how to live out on the streets, and now you're gonna have to get used to it. You say I never compromise to the mystery trap, but now you, you realize. He's not selling any alibis As you stare into the vacuum of his eyes And you say Hey, do you wanna make a deal? How does it feel?
people, the pretty people drinking, thinking that they've all got it made. Exchanging our precious gifts, you better take that diamond ring and you better, you better part her, babe. so amused with the pointed rags and the language you used well go to him now he calls for you you can't refuse when you ain't got nothing you got nothing to lose you're invisible now yeah I got no secrets to conceal Radio Show with Bruce Hilliard. We'll be back with a new horizon, but until then, honor the future. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. And we're all just trying to make the next day a bit better. <laughs>